the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Wow, that's a great start. We're trying a brand new thing here on the Mess It Up Podcast. Welcome, by the way, to the Mess It Up Podcast. Merry Christmas to everybody that's here. Um... It is Christmas Day when this podcast came out. This is our Christmas Day special. I am joined by my lovely wife. Hi, Beverly. everybody. And then uh, the Paxtons from lovely Portland have joined us. Merry Christmas. Uh, hello. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so Dan's going. Tired. <laughs> I, I said we should all do a we should all do a character for this, and apparently Dan's going with the pirate. Of course, the Christmas pirate. The Christmas pirate. The Christmas pirate. Anyhow, we got shenanigans going on. Hopefully you are listening to this. Uh, maybe your Christmas mayhem has already happened. Maybe it's about to happen and you're just waiting. You're in a lull between opening gifts and eating food. Maybe you're cooking in your kitchen. I'm not sure what's going on. But we are here with a Christmas special for you. And uh, like I said, it's it's a day of firsts. Because we are trying a new podcast application or platform called Zencaster. So we're seeing how that works. And hopefully it's coming out okay. The, the one thing about this that's really interesting is we don't know until it's done. Uh, I tested something one time. Christmas present. Yes. Yes. Very nice. Very, very Dickensian. Uh, I, I tried a podcast one time on something I wasn't, I hadn't tested out, and we did a whole hour more podcast with some people where they poured out their story about their child who had, you know, uh, problems at birth and whatnot, and then none of it happened. We had to re-record the whole thing, uh, so uh, not good. Both of the times I've had to re-record, it's been parents telling horrible stories about um, their kids that are just gut wrenching, and I've had to ask them to, you know, just. Relive it Grab again. A tissue and let's try again. <laughs> so hopefully this is all working. Um, we are here with your Mess It Up podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas. And okay. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, the spirit of Christmas and whatnot. I hope you enjoyed our Christmas show from Tuesday where we uh, Faith and I went through some Christmas traditions. But we decided to invite the, the spouses in and uh, just talk about Christmas and what Christmas means to us and how we see Christmas and just all sorts of things, just a discussion about Christmas. So, uh, Dan, before we started, I, I asked you guys what you want to talk about on the show and, and you were talking about something. Can you just kind of give us the, uh, the reader's digest version of what you were uh, talking about? Pre the preachy side one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get yeah. preachy with Dan. I struggle. <laughs> I struggle as, um, as a believer and as a minister, I struggle with, um, we put so much commercialism into Christmas and electronics into Christmas and non-personal stuff. We get things done. The world tells us we need to get it done by a certain date. There are dates we can do things and, and uh, we've lost, uh, I think we've lost the touch of Christmas that we used to have. I know it sounds, I sound like an old man when I say it that way, but we lose the touch that we used to get every holiday we would have like Faith was probably talking about last year, traditions that, that our kids are too old to get anymore. You know what I mean? So we, instead, what we do is we Venmo each other. You know, we fast, we, we fat, cash app, you know, each other. And, and we lose track of 
of um, just the, the reality that we're here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to serve the Lord. And so the fact that we get to celebrate because he was given to us uh, is lost. Convenience has become a part of, of Christmas, I think, too. I, I know when I was um, several years ago at a church, we were talking about uh, the schedule for Christmas Eve services. And they were saying, well, you know, it's Christmas Eve is on a weekend. So, you know, we don't have to wait until the evening to do our Christmas Eve candlelight service. We can do in the morning and our church had enough people coming to candlelight services that we had to run three services. And so we'd run a tight, like 45 minute service, and then we'd have an hour and a half uh, schedule. So uh, typically we did five o'clock, 6.30 and seven o'clock, or I mean, uh, uh, eight o'clock was the schedule. So you'd be home, you know, maybe by 9.30 or, or 10 o'clock that night or whatever. And it was, you know, it was late for the staff. Um, and so they said, well, we should do it. So we did 10 a.m. We started our first Christmas Eve candlelight service. And it's like going to a matinee. I always hated it as a kid when I'd go to a matinee and your eyes would get used to the theater and then you'd walk out and it'd be blinding. It's like, oh my gosh, it's the, the, I'm, I'm getting interrogated by the Third Reich here. And, and I didn't want that for my, you know, seeing Silent Night, Holy Night, and then go out there and put on sunglasses because it's so silent bright, you know. Um, and, and it was all done for convenience. And I was the lone dissenter on staff that was like, look, we're, we're working at a church, we have a couple of big days during the year. One of them's Easter. One of them's Christmas, Christmas Eve. Those are the bigs in the Christian faith. And so if you're, if you're signing on to be an employee at a church, it just kind of makes sense that those are the days you're going to be really busy. And maybe you don't get to spend those days lolling around in your pajamas or whatever, but it was, and, and the year that Christmas was on, on uh, Sunday, they're like, well, let's just do Christmas Eve service and we want to be able to spend time with our families. So we did Christmas Eve early so they could spend time with their families and then nothing on Christmas so they could spend time with their families. Like, aren't we supposed to want to spend time with our church family? Isn't that what church is supposed to be about? And, and it was just all about the convenience of it. And it, it frustrated me. The, um, well, you know, the, the, um, you know, the advocate of, of that, uh, as a pastor, you know, it's hard to, um, it's hard to market. You know, we have to market at some point, um, Christmas on Christmas. It's tough because, uh, I have a friend who is a, a Catholic and, uh, he said to me, yeah, I have to go to mass. I have to go here. I, and as a staff, I've been on staff where we had family things and, and the pastor told me, you're going to be there. We're going to have service and you're going to be there. Yeah. And I would say, I have to go. And um, the problem with that is it shouldn't bother me to go to church. It should be a pleasure to go to church. So I think that's why, I think that's kind of why churches reschedule things. But, <clears throat> um, but it's not, it's not the, it's not necessarily the time of the service that bothers me. It's the, it's the, uh, the world is distracted by stuff and not focused on the, 
what it is. And and it's our job to share with the world what Christ is. I used to used to do Christmas, you know, cantatas. You remember those days? I remember oh, those days. Christmas yes. program and Easter program. And we'd go, we'd put our all into it. After we were done, we would just collapse because we were just so done, you know. Um, and those days, unfortunately, are in the past. Now, um, church has become a, a marketing strategy. You know, since COVID, people have become comfortable watching Christmas Eve service at their house. Trying to pull anything out. We, we have some friends who are uh, searching for a new church where they live. And they're not visiting any churches until they watch them online and see, do I want to spend the time to actually go down and see this one? And it, yeah, trying to get people back into the seats because it's so much easier on Sunday morning to sit in your jammies on the couch and multitask. You know, you can have a football game on. live than it is on TV. Yes. It's you very, know, it's very it's, different. We we just went a couple weeks ago. We went to see Elton John at Dodger Stadium, and um, my uh, the lady that I work for, uh, Roaming Dog Kitchen, uh, Kimberly Parent. She was gracious and gave Bev and I tickets to go see this concert that we couldn't afford. So we went and we had a great time. And the next day was the very last day, and they were showing it live on uh, Disney Plus. And so I watched it on Disney Plus. And it's not nearly the same. You don't get the same atmosphere, the same energy, the same feeling, the same joy out of it that you do with being there. And even just FaceTiming. I mean, I can see you guys and I can see in the room there. And I've been in that room sitting in those chairs. I, I played Xbox on that TV in your house. But just sitting here is not the same as if I was sitting there and, and seeing it. It's not the same. And the Venmo, like you say, Dan, it's, it's not the same because you do, you, it's just like the money spins around on Venmo for a little while until it lands in somebody's pocket. And, you know, if you get it from me, it's going to be less Mo or I mean, Vin less than, than Venmo less mo. because less Mo, <laughs> my, I ruined my joke, um, but it's, it's just, there's that, that that, you know, obligation and the obligation of gifts, like, oh gosh, this person gave me a gift. So now I got to go give them a gift. You know, too, I think there's another aspect to this that we haven't really talked about. And that is, um, serving in recovery, like, uh, like Paul and I do, there's many people out there that this is probably the most painful part of the year. Um, both Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter too. Um, and they have no family. I mean, absolutely no family, whether that is because they burned too many bridges or they actually physically don't have any family or they've chosen to isolate. Um, and so it's super painful. And I, I think that the body of Christ should come together if for no other reason than to serve those people that they are aware that they do have a family, that they are part of a, of a, larger group and that they really are not alone. And so I, I feel like if we're not setting that example of what it feels like for Christ to be with us every single day by being with them at least one day, <laughs> that's yeah. really painful. I, I think we've missed the boat. That's, you know, that's part of that um, relational part of the holidays. You know, we come together, you know, you, you said you get together for, for CR, um, 
virtually CR, you don't you miss everything but their face. You see their face. Everybody can put on a good face. You know what I mean? So it's that's why it's so important to be in a in a church. You know the uh, and and the schedule may not be what you want, but you can't connect when you get in the come in the front as soon as you pull in the parking lot and you start seeing people you start to get that that feeling you know, like you go to the concert you know you walk into the you go through the ticket thing and then you go you just hear all the people talking and everybody's excited and see what everybody's wearing that you know you're into that moment it's it's that way at church that relational side and that's what yeah. you know christmas i know a lot of people that are alone at christmas too and it's uh it, it's heartbreaking for them you know and um it don't have to be. Anyways. Now, I want to roll back to something you said there, Dan. You said everyone could put on a good face. And I'm curious if you could tell me a little bit more about that because I've been stuck with this mug for, well, most of my life. And I'm wondering, how can I get a better one? How can you get a better face? <laughs> yeah. You just have to go with somebody that has a better face. That's oh, why I'm hooked up with Bev. No. Yeah. Bev makes me look better and I make her look a little more normal. That is not true. I don't make you look normal. You You still look great. Wow. (laughs) Outstanding. You make me look funnier. Ain't that sweet. Well, I told you that this was a a day of firsts on the uh, Mess It Up podcast. And I honestly don't remember if I've done a a Christmas show on Christmas Day before a special. I think I have. I I forgot to mention that our word of the week this week is, is Tannenbaum. Which is it means a fir tree. It's it's German uh, uh, word for for fir tree, um, but I, I don't know if I've done the thing. So so I don't, I can't say if this is a a first having a Christmas Day show. We did not do one last year. I can see I'm I'm rolling back through the years. Did not we did a Christmas Eve in in nineteen, um, and. Uh, Oh, we did have one. We did have one our very first year in 2018. Oh, wow. We had a, a Christmas Day show. But anyhow, um, the other thing we're doing is our our song of the week this week is our very first ever instrumental song. And I'm a big Peanuts fan. And I'm going to give you a little tip next year for our Christmas special because we're going to start doing Christmas special every next year. We're going to do a group watch of the Charlie Brown Christmas special and uh, we'll have commentary from uh, the Pippins and Paxtons, the Peepees. Uh, so so uh, that's something to look forward for next year. But our, our song of the week this week is from the Vince Giraldi trio from that classic Peanuts uh, soundtrack for the Christ- Charlie Brown Christmas special. This is O Tannenbaum. So we're going to give you about 30 seconds or 90 seconds of that. We'll come back to talk about O Tannenbaum and other things in about 90 seconds. So here's Vince Giraldi trio.
go. I am not going to lie to you. I love some Vince Giraldi. I love that Peanuts music. I love a jazz trio like that with just uh, brushes on the drums. Oh, that's just magic to me. Now, Faith, I don't know if you remember what you said when I told you this was the song we were going to be using. Do you recall any of that conversation? I said, does that song have any words? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You did not sound thrilled about it. And I'm guessing that I'm the only real jazz fan in the group here. No, I do love jazz. Do you? I love a good Harry Connick Jr. Okay, so you like uh, that that big band swing kind of vocal jazz? Yes. And um, uh, I want to say Bing Crosby, but that's not who. uh, Blue Eyes. Frank Sinatra. Thank you. (laughs) The chairman of the board. (laughs) I love yeah. I love a good Frankie and you know uh Bean? A good Harry Bean Connick and Frankie. Jr. Who's the current Harry Connick Jr.? His name isn't Harry Connick Jr. because that's my uh, time. Michael Buble. Buble. I love a good blue blay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um so Bev is not she you can't see her on the, the, the audio, but uh Bev is not a jazz fan. Dan, uh jazz, yes, no. Uh yeah, I like it. I like jazz. Okay. Depends so, so what is, what is your guys, what, what do you, what do you think about with this song? Give me, give me some feedback on this song. I, I love it because I can see the movie when I hear it. I, my brain just automatically goes to the, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas. It's cool how music does that. It transports you. Yeah. Or me. I, it makes me, as soon as I hear it, I think of my childhood. Like mm. it was Sunday night. You I get thought you're really still watch. in your childhood because you're so young. Yes. So true. <laughs> and I don't yeah, just like jazz when it makes sense or I can hum along, but I don't like it when it's discordant or whatever the word is and clashing. And it's got several different rhythms going on that don't seem to be going together. And I, I can't follow it. And I can't really. Adding in the Yeah. That that confuses my brain. Well, if you notice in the movie, Paul, the, because it, I, I understand cartoons really well. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the cartoon, what that song adds to that scene, it takes chaos and brings it into focus. Uh, yes. so that, if you look at the, if you watch Ooh. the movie, it's all chaotic, and then he plays the song, and it kind of draws people back into the story of the nativity. Yes. Yeah. That's and, so good. So deep. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, huh. and for me, you know, like I, what Bev was saying that, and, and Faith, you said too, it makes you think of your childhood. It, the way that music can transport me to something. There's so many times uh, I think about on the hot dog truck where we're always having music on and I will say, okay, this was the first time I heard this song. When I the first time I heard this song, this is where I was. This is what was going on. This is what was happening in the world. This was happening in my life. This was happening in the room, and and I have so many of those moments. It's just like it just is a connection right to that spot. And and I can see myself when I when I see Charlie Brown Christmas especially, and when I hear the music, I feel myself sitting crisscross applesauce on my uh, parents' floor as a kid. And Get the roll, man. <laughs> Dan just had a stroke. 
<laughs> we wish we had the video on this, <laughs> um, but it was, you know, that's, that's what that does. And it transports, but that the sound to me of a piano and a bass and brushes on drums that shh, shh, I just, that to me is one of the most peaceful things that I can experience is that it, it just makes everything just tension goes out of my body. So there you go. Oh, Tannenbaum. Uh, if you don't have that album, uh, check it out. It, great album. It, it should, you know, take you back to your youth uh, and the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special. We, we so. were listening to that album last week and we were going out to prison and it was snowing out and, um, you know, kind of spitting rain. It was gray and it just looked like Christmas. It just sounded like Christmas. It was great. And we enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. So um, we got Christmas. It's Christmas today. Um, take me through Christmas um, and, and think about Christmas as a child from eyes opening. What happened with that, with you guys for Christmas? Did you have it? Was it a, a, a traditional thing or? Uh, I'll, I'll start so you can see where I'm going with this. So my brother was always the first one up. And every year I would beg him, please don't go check out the gifts without me. Every year he would get up, go out and see what Santa had done and then come get me. You're not going to believe what Santa has done. And I'm just like, couldn't you just let me enjoy it? And I thought, you know, I'll set an alarm. No, didn't I slept like a rock. So I didn't wake up. So, so we would go out there. We would kind of quietly check things out a little bit, get the eyeball on it. Then we'd go wake up the parents. Come on, Santa's been here. Let's do this thing. And then there would be some mayhem. And then after that, it was, uh, um, we would typically go to, um, someone's house. Um, my dad's family was all in Southern California. So we would go to an aunt or an uncle's house and the whole family would get together and uh, do the Christmas thing in the afternoon. And they would have all seen each other at my grandma's house the night before she did Christmas Eve at her house, but we never did it because they were down in LA and we didn't do the double trip. So, so that's what Christmas was for me as a, a kid that excitement, but bummed out that my brother got there again. Um, I was your brother. I even, <laughs> I was up before everybody uh, to this day in our 28 years of marriage. I, I am still up before everybody. I am always up before the kids. I was, okay, up I asked you. faith when she could record when we did our show last week, she said, well, I'm up at like five 30 and I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I won't be. <laughs> yeah. I good information. Have- there's, there's just an excitement about Christmas morning and it's not even, maybe when I was a kid, it was about the presents, but even yeah. as an adult, it wasn't, it's not about the presents anymore. And I'm still like giddy with excitement. Like, and I'm literally wake up, somebody wake up, somebody wake up, somebody wake up, hurry, somebody wake up because, but I know like if I wake everybody up at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, everybody is going to be grumpy and that's going to make for a horrible Christmas. So I patiently cook in the kitchen and kill time and wait for people to wake up. (laughs) Do you, do you sit in a quiet time and just 
reflect on the coming mayhem and joy, or are you trying to get stuff cooked so when they come downstairs, there's food to shove in their face and turn the frowns upside down? I always, every morning, I grab myself a cup of tea because I don't, I, this is horrible for the group that I'm with. I don't mm. like coffee. So I drink tea and it, I have, I sit down and I just, I don't need to wake up. Like most people have to have a, well, not most, some, a lot. I don't know. People need coffee sometimes to wake up in the morning. I don't need it, but I like just to sip something warm and then just talk to God in the morning. Mm. Read my, if I have a devotion, I might read a devotion. I might just pray. I might go over a scripture and then I start, like, I literally start cooking almost right away. You I guys can- have a great early morning house. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I say that because yeah. I, I think about your dining room, and I could see myself sitting at your dining room table with my cup of whatever it is that's warm and cozy and reading, and then the sun coming up and just being in that. I think it's a cozy feeling in your, especially in that dining room of your house. I like that. My, my house is not as great in the morning. Well, yeah. And then you've got that fireplace. And when you look out the back there, you've got like a pine forest. Yes. That's my favorite. I love to turn the fireplace on in the morning, have my cup of tea and look out the forest background. It's just gorgeous. It helps me to reflect on, on God. And it, it helps me take my, my thoughts off of me. Because sometimes when I think about me, I get overwhelmed with, uh, oh, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. Oh, this has been going wrong. This has been going wrong. This has been going wrong. Oh, this is coming up. This is coming up. But when I just in the morning just get to reflect with God, it helps me to focus on God is so big. God is so good. God is so kind. God is so loving. God is so for me. And it starts my day off in the right way. So we got a big breakfast coming up this year for Christmas? Every year. Every year. Oh, yeah. Something different for Christmas? I mean, is it special or is it just breakfast? Well, so every year, Christmas dinner and Christmas breakfast is different. Like Thanksgiving is traditionally the same every year, but Christmas I get to do different things with. So this year for Christmas breakfast, we're going to do gingerbread uh, waffles. We're doing a honey-baked ham. I'm going to do... fruit and cheese board. And then I've got some, just some like fun little like drinks. We call it a snowball drink. So it's got like pineapple juice and white grape juice and cream coconut. So that's kind of like fun. And then I have like fruit and stuff all around. And then- I heard something interesting for a ham and tell me if this sounds like something you've done or whatnot. Cause I, I thought, hmm, interesting, but I don't know if I want to try it. Uh, I was listening to a podcast today and he was talking about his Christmas that he's going to do, and he's going to do a ham. And he said, you know, I'll boil it in Coca-Cola and yeah, then bake it. Yeah. Is Coca-Cola, that a thing? Actually, because it has sugar in it. And so it's, and it also breaks down meat really good. So it makes me, it's a tenderizer. So a lot of people use like Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper um, on their roast, especially like a pork roast. It goes really good with pork. I could, I think I could see the Dr. Pepper more than the, than the Coca-Cola, but yeah. Okay. Interesting. How much do you have to use? Um, usually like one can. Oh, okay. Is enough. Okay. Yeah. It's not a ton. What's, what's your, what's your, uh, childhood Christmas look like, Bev? 
Oh man, mine was awesome. <laughs> you know, we lived in Miami, Florida, so it wasn't the typical cold morning. However, we had terrazzo floors on our house. And so if you don't know anything about that, they're like, um, it's got like little itty bitty rocks that have been um, smoothed down and they're shiny. So um, it's like exposed it, aggregate concrete. Yes, yes, yes. It's been polished. And so I remember that we were not allowed to walk into the living room. My sister's bedroom is on one end of the hallway. Then between it was a bathroom. And then my um, bedroom was on the other end of the hallway. And directly across from the bathroom, the opposite direction led into the living room. Now, my mom and dad told us that we were not allowed to look into the living room. We, if we saw Santa, it was going to mess stuff up. And being a rule so, follower, you did not. I I'm did guessing. not. And okay. when I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you better believe I turned my back to the living room and walked along the wall, keeping my face toward the, the other wall uh, until I got to the bathroom and shut the door real fat. So I went to see it when it uh, came out. I'd have been looking. No, no. Dan, I, would you look? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So no. Am I no. to guess, Bev, you never like went and like, looked at your presents no. for Christmas? No, ever? no, no, no. And it's I don't amazing. even know that I was tempted to because I love the excitement of the surprise. I didn't want to ruin the surprise. That would that would have just blown it for me. I unwrapped all of my presents, found out what they were, wrapped them up again. Oh, no. And then I no. would- Did you, did you ever unwrap it one and play with one? I never- No, I just wanted to see what it was and put it back. I never understood that because I would have been so bummed that like now I have to fake it when I open it up and act surprised. But oh, anyway, I was in drama. I could totally do a whole surprise. <laughs> so the, again, sitting on a bed of lies, like like the one I heard on Tuesday. Yeah, a throne of lies. <laughs> a throne of lies. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, but the, one of the very sweetest and most precious parts of the morning was my dad would always come in and wake us up. And so he would knock on our door and then he would go, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Except in my dad's Indiana accent, it was Santa Claus. It wasn't Santa Claus, it was Santa Claus. And and then we'd hop about in bed and the first thing he would say was, get some socks on those feet because it was too cold. And uh, we would go into the living room and he'd say, look and see what Santa brought you. And then we would just go nuts. So we, I, you know, thinking back, I know the wisdom of one person getting a gift at a time, but we didn't do that. We just, I think my parents just waited back and my sister and I just tore open presents until we were done. And then my mom and dad opened their gifts. Um, they never really had a whole lot for each other. They always spent it on us, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dan, you had a, a, a bit of a different childhood. Um, so, so what was your Christmas like? You ever hear of the Herdman family on the greatest Christmas pageant ever? You ever heard of that? that? You ever seen that? Is that on the, the Gaither channel or something? No, it's, it's an old drama that we used to do at church. And it was, it was all about I'm dreaming of a white trash Christmas. <laughs> oh gosh, no! So, no. Well, I, I do have, you know, I have one. I'll, I'll tell you about the one. Okay, let me tell you the my Christmas was different in that. Yeah. In that we didn't get really presents every year. Sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't. Um, but we Santa Claus always came 
on Christmas, like Eve, right around four o'clock. And that would be the fire truck. You know, we'd get the welfare boxes. So the fire truck would come around and hand my mom a big trash bag with toys in it for us. It wouldn't be wrapped. They'd just, you know. So we knew when Santa was coming. And uh, so every year it was kind of the same thing. And we always, you know, the Christmas is at the end of the month. Food stamps run out about the 20th, you know. And so we were we were having we were pretty sketchy Christmas. I know that sounds like a depressing story, but I'll tell you about one Christmas um, I wanted something so bad. I wanted a, a digital derby. And uh, that was when handheld football games were all the rage. Mm. Uh. And um, a digital derby was a little car on a track and you could move it. And I really wanted one. And I told mom, that's all I want. So everybody's got football. I just want. So she said, I know you really want this, but we can't, we can't afford it. And I knew that. I mean, that, that was a reality for us. And then um, when I got to open my present, it was a digital derby and she paid full price for it. Oh, wow. And, um, and I was probably nine or 10 at the time, but I remember that. Yeah. Because she sacrificed to give it to me, even though she wasn't the best mom all the time. She did. She sacrificed to give me what I wanted for Christmas that year. And um, so Christmas hasn't always been about gifts for me. Yeah. And she probably remembered giving that to you because of that sacrifice. Yeah. She, maybe, she, maybe awesome. you should take all of Dylan's stuff and let him sacrifice so he can have a memory I like that and give you something. Well, and you know, and that's what I like about Christmas now is, is um, I had a new perspective a couple years ago where just watching Christmas with my kids, I didn't have to partake. All I had to yeah. do was, right. you know, to be able to see them, even as much as, you know, you think, man, it's, it's so impersonal. I still, I love watching my kids, you know, just be kids, you know, on Christmas, it's like they all forget their ages and they all become your kids again, you know, for yes. that short time. Yes. And so I love to watch that. And I love yeah. to watch me and me and Faith just sit there and let them go to, you know, and they get along so well. It's you know, amazing. I never understood my dad sitting there at Christmas and he couldn't care less about opening up a gift and, and he ran it very regimented and it was like, okay, this is Robert's gift. This is Paul's gift. This is mom's gift. This is dad's gift. This is, and it would go through it and then he would just collect his there. And then we would, you know, I would tear it open. It's like, you were not reusing that paper, but pop would reuse his paper. He had a knife and he'd cut the tape real careful and he'd unfold it and get it nice and flat. He and did. He and sure it took did. forever to get, you know, oh, him to open his presents. And I didn't understand. Don't you just want to get in there? But I can understand now that that was his joy was just watching his family have joy. That to me is enough. You know? Yeah. And, and Bev and I, I mean, if you look at our, we don't have a tree in our house with presents uh, because, um, you know, one of the blessings of me losing my job and everything like that is, you know, we've been so broke, we can't even afford to pay attention most of the time. So we don't bother with presents for each other. And it just makes it so that we can enjoy so much more than, oh gosh, I hope it, because it, it can be frustrating when you see a kid that's like gotten used to getting stuff and, oh, I got this phone, but I didn't get that phone. I, oh, I, you, you got me this Xbox, but you didn't get me the great one or, or whatever. And that, that can be frustrating when that happens and you just see the, 
the lack of appreciation. And I can think of so many toys that grandkids have gotten from other people, not from us, <laughs> uh, but that cost a lot of money that never got played with after Christmas afternoon, that first day. Mm -hmm. just got put away and, and it was just a waste. And but you know, yeah, but you know, not only is a issue of not having money, um, God blesses us all year long. And we are usually really good to each other because of God's goodness to us. So we do a lot of fun things together and we're always doing them together. I shower so, Bev with humor constantly. Yes, so it's yes, just, I mean, yes. she has no room in her life for gifts because right, of all right. the humor mm -hmm. I'm able to bestow mm -hmm, on her. Mm -hmm. And she gives me just yeah. the wonderment of being near her. Yeah. Right. So I, I shower regularly for my wife. That is, nice. that is nice. That is really nice. Yeah. That is nice. That's really so sweet. Yeah. My, my, it's, it's not a proud story, but this is, you know, when I was a child, we went to church and uh, they would have the, hey, let's get some gifts for the poor kids, you know, thing. So my parents would be like, okay, we, we got white guilt. Let's, let's help someone out. And they would get the presents. And one time they got this car, electronic car racing set thing. And I was like, I want that. Mm -hmm. And so my brother and I took a, a knife. We cut very carefully on the tape. We opened it up and pulled that box out because my dad was very particular about his wrapping. He took pride in the fact that he did not tape the paper to the box. He could get it to look great without taping it to the box. So that meant I could pull that thing out then open up the box and set up the car and play with the racetrack for a while until it broke. <gasps> and then we just went ahead and put it back in the box. Oh. You're the reason I got a broken racetrack. <laughs> oh, wrapped it back goodness. up and put tape exactly where the tape was oh. and let them just take it off to some kid who got a broken oh. toy because this spoiled brat broke it. From oh the fire God. truck Santa, he got a broken <laughs> racetrack. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, poor yeah, it's, it's terrible. Um, so um, <laughs> tomorrow, well, today, I guess today um, is uh, Christmas. As we're not as recording, but as, as you're listening to this. What's going on in your house now? In in the evening time, what's it look like after the the morning mayhem? Uh, what goes on afterwards? Life really calms down after the, I, the biggest is the morning, except I, you, I'm a foodie. So I put a lot of effort into a meal. A couple of years, I did it like an eight course meal, which we started at 12 and finished at 8 PM. Wow. Um, I did that twice and it took me 48 hours on my feet constantly wow. uh, to do those. So I told my kids, they're like, mom, this was the best. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that every year. Uh, we'll do that, you know, once every four or five years. So, um, so I put a lot of emphasis on, to me also memories, part of the memories is the food. Like when I think yes. about Christmas as a child, I think about the things that my mom made and, and so for, like you said, music, like you can think of music and it automatically attaches a memory to it. For me, it's, it's food. Like, food speaks of love. Like food is love. Food is memories. Food is like so much, which is why I spend so much time cooking and, and, and sharing with people. 
Um, it, it shows to me, it shows you that I love you when I cook for you, that I care for you. It, I want to create memories for my kids and I want them to think about every Christmas mom went out of her way and made a great breakfast. And then we had this amazing dinner. Um, so everybody goes there, you know, the kids all go and play with their new gadgets and Dan does what Dan loves to do. And he sits in his recliner and watches <laughs> right now. Not he, football. He's watching yeah, other food. Somebody else cook food. <laughs> Fun things on TV. And then I stay in the kitchen and, and I cook until it's dinner time usually. And then um, sometimes we go sometimes we go to a movie on Christmas Eve and sometimes we go to a movie after dinner on Christmas. My brother's one of those people who he demands to go to a movie on Christmas. That's his tradition is the Christmas evening movie. Um, so and I, I love a crowd, but I don't love a crowd to go fight for a place in the theater. I, I don't think we've ever had we've never had to fight a crowd when we go to the movie. It's it's the busiest movie day of the year in America. Really, it's Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. So Maybe we've gone early enough. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Maybe, well, just pick the maybe you picked the lousy movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Do we have to go to the Gaither family Christmas movie, Dad? Okay. Yes, and you'll enjoy it. The nice no. thing is, it's not in stereo; it's in quadraphonic sound. Oh. <laughs> bom, bom, bom. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, hopefully everybody out there is having a great Christmas and that you've got some sort of a memory. Um, maybe, uh, maybe you want to post your pictures on the internet for us, go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and just put, um, hashtag messed up Christmas. I don't know if anybody else is going to have that as a hashtag, but use that and I'll search for that messed up Christmas and we'll be able to, to see each other's pictures. But, um, you know, take photos, make memories. I, I think that's so important. Memories are, are the most important. Um, and, and the fact that Jesus came meant the fact that Jesus could eventually make the sacrifice. And the sacrifice, I, I always say that, that the redemption from sin was a byproduct of that sacrifice. The, the purpose of the sacrifice was to restore the relationship. And if God wants to make memories with us, we should want to make memories with our loved ones as well. So do what you can to make memories. And memories don't have to be about stuff and material things. Memories are about memories and, and the time that we spend together. So give someone a hug. Um, maybe right now, as you're listening to this, find someone. Look at them. Yeah. Look around the room. Mm. Give them a hug. And don't even say why. See if it freaks them out. And then just move your way around the room, and uh, and that'll be your Christmas memory. Remember that? Remember that time when when who who went all nuts and started hugging people? I don't know, but just remember to be kind to everybody. I have to tell you, though, don't have anybody to be kind to them. I um, you know, I we, I I laugh about my childhood Christmas. Um, when Christmas, let me tell you, when Christmas started to mean more to me, when um, you've met my dad. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe you've met my sisters and brother, brothers and sisters. Um, when I was welcomed into a Christian environment and made a part of their family tradition, mm -hmm. I began to understand how important a family Christian Christmas. My dad used to read. Uh, my adopted dad used to sit down and read to all the grandkids and us the Christmas story every year. That was his thing. We would do before we open Christmas before presents. We open Christmas presents. Wow. Sit down and read the, the, 
the scripture of the story. And um, that made me want to have family time to sit together. Yes. Yeah. And remember. So it's important that we re- look around. There might be someone who is alone this Christmas that needs to be with somebody. Yes. You know, we always ask every year, hey, Susie, you going with, you know, with your family this year? And we've had people that we weren't close to necessarily just in our house because yeah. they had nobody else. Yeah. So yeah. you don't know what you're going to minister to them just by opening up your home to them because it might change their life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the lives of those that follow in their family. You know, you, you might be starting a, a whole new direction for a whole group of people. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to be kind. And um, if you get something from someone that you don't want, just say thanks. You know, it's and, and, and don't just think, well, how much money can I get for this if I return it? A person picked that out for you. So, you know, just be thankful. If nothing else, you can re-gift it to them next year and see how they like it. Hashtag messed up present. <laughs> Hashtag messed up present. There you go. I like that. I like right. that. Outstanding. Right. Hey, well, uh, thanks for being part of this. Uh, Merry Christmas to all you folks. We will be back with another show on Tuesday, which is our, our, our last show of the year. And then we're not going to do a New Year's show, but uh, we will do one uh, on January 3rd. will be our first show of the year. Uh, so I've already got songs picked out. I've already got words picked out. Uh, so we're ready. To happy birthday to you. Oh. Happy birthday to Faith. Happy yeah. birthday, dear Faith. Happy birthday, birthday dear Faith. Faith. In a week on the 27th. The 27th. Um, the 27th. There it is, 1227. And today, today we're recording on the winter solstice, which means it's the 21st, which means tomorrow's the 22nd, which means it's just two months away from my birthday wow. as well. So... I mean, we got birthdays coming and going. You know, I just want to comment. It doesn't seem right talking to you guys and your house is quiet. It just doesn't seem right. Your your house is always bustling with kids and friends and noise and the smells of food. Of course, we couldn't smell the food from here anyway, but it it smells like turkey right now. Huh? It does smell like turkey right now in here. Oh, yum. I'm jealous. Jealous. Dan, I thought you said you showered. I did. <laughs> we uh we do love you, Paxons. And have a we wonderful Christmas. Yeah. yeah, and on all you listeners as well. We've we've digressed into just talking to each other yeah. and uh, we're trying to get a show out here. So we will do what we need to do and end this thing so that way we can keep on doing what we need yes. to do and talk to each other. But we'll see you guys next, next time, time we mess, we mess it, it up. up. Our Merry Christmas. <laughs> been waiting a long time to do that. He's been waiting a long time to do that. Yeah, that was good. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess It Up.